0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your hopped-up-on-cold-medicine host, Evan Goldstein, and with me, as always, is the vivacious Karen Randazzo. That's me! And the ever-charming Chris Randazzo.
1: My teeth contain a rare substance that's only found in Africa.
0: (laughs) You know, that's like the highlight of my day, waiting to hear what you're going to (laughs) say. All right, everyone. Just so you understand, we talk television, and this show is spoilerific. So, if you do not want any spoilers about the Mindy Project, Blindspot, The Grinder, or the nineteen seventy-four television show (laughs) Happy Days, (laughs) (laughs) you may want to go check those shows out and come on back when you're when you got your full on them. But please do come back. I know happy days is one of those shows you want to watch it before someone spoils it for you and you want to
1: do it from the beginning really right you, i mean it's only the
0: continuity it's only 11 seasons uh it is now i am 37 that's 41 years old so it's time to jump on that train and get it a moving um
2: if you're worried about happy day spoilers, I'd just like to welcome you from whatever bunker you just crawled out of back into the
0: world.
1: We're alien planet. Let's, uh, I mean, let's not negate the fact that you could be an alien.
0: This is true. We only, only sent into... some of the episodes out into space, so you, you may want to, you know, check it out on Hulu or I don't even know where you can get them anymore, but that's besides the point. Um, Chris. Hi. What are you talking about today? I am talking about
1: how awesome the Star Wars trailer was. Actually, no. Um it was awesome, but where I wanna I wanna talk about the blind spot. The old blind spot, uh the show that you know I never really thought about it until this very moment. What does the name of that show mean? She has a blind spot it. in her memory. Hmm. Her but
0: it's not really a spot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, she's remembering a lot of
0: things. <laughs> and us not remembering certain things <laughs> you know those certain things that you know make a television show More maybe like a it's a seeing spot maybe
2: it's i don't know i think like Kurt, like the fbi agent has a blind spot for her
1: mm. Mm. wow i see that's, what, that that's that's some next level that's some next level <laughs> bullshit right just
2: <laughs> blew your fucking mind <laughs> You're be shoveling that shit sweetheart thank you <laughs>
1: NBC owes you ten
2: bucks. <laughs> Listen, I'm working here. <laughs> now, all right. So, we no, we did ahead.
0: speak about this show previously, and I'm I'm hoping because I really liked it. Are you gonna break my heart? No, no, okay. no. Uh, okay, then continue. I will end of the, you out.
1: <laughs> kind of the opposite. All right, I, I'm going to say that I'm I'm hooked on I I'm into this show. I'm digging it. Um. I think I said this on Twitter, and I think I said this, uh, me and Karen were having this conversation, where, um, the, the plot, and, uh, what is it, the, 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 the plot, the, the, the whole premise, everything is great. It's the writing that's, like, pretty terrible on the show. Like, the
0: main guy, um, Agent Blockhead, uh. <laughs> I, okay. I think the writing is bad for everybody but her.
1: She's, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. he's bad.
0: Oh, he's terrible. No, but I don't no know. if, I mean,
1: that. it's it's part the writing and part the fact that he like. It's not that he doesn't have chemistry with her. I think he's actually a charisma vacuum. Like <laughs> I, I think he just absorbs the charisma around him in order to survive. Because um, if he had nobody with any charisma around him, he might just drop dead, which would be fine by me. Because he's basically just a walking bicep. Uh, I'm, I'm not into this guy at all. And, and I don't understand how he has a job. Like, he's this high-ranking FBI dude, and every time something comes up, he's just like, no, I want to do it this way. And I'm doing it. And everyone's just like, ah, he's such a rogue. Look at him <laughs> go. Oh, you rogue, you. <laughs> like, I don't really think they, I don't really think that they should do that in the FBI or, or whatever. They're, they're, the FBI, right? That's the organization? Yeah.
0: Yes, the Fib. Uh, yes.
1: Yes, the, the FBI guys. Me. As uh, Kelly Bundy once said, Um, "Okay, let's see here." Batman, (laughs) I love that show. Um, This is episode what five, six, something of Blind Spot. I think
2: five. I think we're going to go with five. Yesterday,
0: oh no, uh, next Monday is episode six. Okay, so we're we're, I'm going to be talking
1: about episode five. Um, I would like to thank you, Evan, for you know convincing us to to watch this show because I am I am digging the crap out of it. Um, You're welcome. This episode went into some really silly comic booky supervillain territory, uh, which was entertaining to watch, but <laughs> it was a little jarring. Alright, so um, the premise of the show it hasn't really changed. They did find out her name. Um, they did some DNA testing uh, and they crossed it against that girl that uh, Blockhead Guy knew as a kid who disappeared one day uh and apparently it's like haunted him for his entire life uh and she's her what what's her what's her name um Taylor Taylor Taylor, Taylor, Taylor Shaw Taylor Shaw not Taylor Swift different person entirely so she's Taylor Shaw so like figure three except after-
2: that some of the people are still calling her Jane which is driving me crazy
1: yes that's like really, like at least in agents of shield the whole sky daisy thing they're making a joke out of it but this one's like yeah, people are still calling her Jane it's like no we DNA empirically found out this is what this woman's name is. So how about we just start calling her by her name? I don't know. Um, either way. So we found out her name and they went to over to the CDC for some reason. Uh, what was one of the
2: tattoos led them over to the CDC? That's right.
1: One of the tattoos led, led them to the CDC where there's a specific ultraviolet testing thing. And in just the most wonderful piece of coincidence, the guy, the, 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 what is it? The, the one guy on the team that's always bitching about her being there is all like, man, why do we always have her along on here? I don't understand her. Blah, blah, blah. She shouldn't be here. And then they turn on the UV lights and all these UV tattoos start glowing on her face. And she, and, and stupid blockhead guys like, that's why he just points right at her. And that's, <laughs> <it's> fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> so crazy ultraviolet tattoos all over her face. That's kind of neat. And they pointed to these like, Specific, uh, containment things holding like SARS, Ebola, herpicrabs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not herpicrabs!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you can't get away from them, Evan.
1: Oh, Especially not the ones with nematodes. But yeah, so <laughs> all these fancy schmancy, like, just absolute death viruses, including like, um, I don't remember what it was called, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call it like, you know, Death Fist, uh, this like crazy Death Fist virus that's like, <laughs> this is all the viruses all got together and said, we're going to murder everything forever right now. So, so it's all these known viruses and like super ultra Death Fist. And this, so they go to check out all these vials and every box they open, one of the vials is missing. <gasps> How did it happen? How did somebody get in there? How did somebody bypass all this, all this stuff? So they go through the list and like, oh, only this other woman had the opportunity to get in there. So, they start tracking down this woman, and you're thinking like, alright, it's, it's, they're, they're gonna find this woman, and she's gonna have some sort of explanation. Oh, she's driving with her husband, and her husband doesn't know what's going on, and he kinda, and she kinda looks sad about what's going on. So these cops pull them over, and these other cops show up in front of them, and then she pulls out a gun, murders her husband, and kills herself! <laughs> Woo!
0: Whoa! Now that's an ending
2: no that's the middle oh oh, that was like 15 minutes into the episode (laughs) we i we watched this separately and i like i hit that point and then i texted chris when he was at work and i was like if you just heard me he works i don't know 10 20 miles away i was like if you just heard me say what the fuck this is the part of the episode i just got to (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna i did not
1: see that coming like at all like and i felt so bad because she's just like i'm sorry We were trying to save the world and then she shoots her husband and turns the gun on herself. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) whoa. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, uh, the, the episode keeps moving along. Uh, they, they're, they, they find out where, um, that these people, her and like some other dude have been hopping across the country or across the globe and like releasing these viruses all over the place. And they don't know why, but. These, this, this is how one of the reasons they tracked her down, and then they found out that this other dude that was part of it. Um, all right, let me back up and get ahead of myself. They went to an airport where they were going to release a super mega death fist. Okay. Uh, so, so they were going to do it in an airport, and then like people were going to get on planes
0: and spread death fist all over the world. I saw was that a movie. Terrible situation. There was something about monkeys in that, right? That's the main uh, plot line for the he, twelve monkeys. Yeah,
2: no outbreak.
0: No twelve monkeys. Uh,
2: no outbreak. 12? It was also outbreak.
0: <laughs> All right. So now I understand. the They confusion. both have monkeys and diseases. Okay, that's the point. And planes and a distributed. What was it? Super killer death fist. I'm calling it death fist. Yeah. Death, death fist. Okay. All right. All right. So so they were gonna
1: release death fist, and um, so they they go in there and uh, they find the bag that the lady was tampering with that had super mega death fist on it. And they are like, alright, we found the bag, it's on a timer, it's gonna blow up and release Death Fist, uh, so we need to contain it. So, there just happened to be some very convenient, um, construction work going on nearby, with this, like, impenetrable clear plastic tarp. And they, <laughs> they like, put the clear plastic tarp over the bag, duct tape it to the floor, and that is gonna contain the virus. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously, they- I am not exaggerating. <laughs> duct tape and super cool clear tarp
0: of construction
1: is gonna contain Death Fist. All right, I don't,
0: I don't see a problem. Wh- wh- <laughs> it's
1: exactly. It's flawless. It's, it is. A it's flawless duct tape. Design. <laughs> that
0: shit's miraculous.
1: That's right. You you could keep viruses away with duct tape. It's scientifically proven. <laughs> All right, so. It's um, going to be on the label from now on.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Protect yourself from death fist by duct tape.
2: You just tape duct tape your mouth and nose shut. You'll be fine. Exactly. <laughs> learn to that breathe through your too. ass.
0: You won't get death fist. <laughs> you
2: may pass out.
1: Side effects may include death. Um, <laughs> all right, so they've made a makeshift uh, death fist containment unit. Uh, And then the um the what's it the, what, what the, are the CDC the, the DFCU, CDC death fist are, are, containment unit exactly duh, duh, duh. the death fist death fist containment unit the CDC were gonna show up but I think it was like the Pope was in town or like
2: the uh, evacuation caused them the to get stuck in traffic traffic
1: <laughs> so the CDC couldn't get there in time so uh dumbface uh w- Blockwood guy like he decides he's gonna stand guard in front of this uh this tent of containment. Uh, and it's just going to be him and some other CDC dude in, like, um, containment suits, and then everyone else is going to go bye-bye, right? So he's there. He's, like, hanging out with containment dude, and then they find out that containment dude was the other dude who was <gasps> part of the plan. And, like, he's going to detonate things and, like, open up the death tent or something, and then Death Fist is going to go everywhere. So he's got to stop him. So giant jacked as all heck dude against scrawny scientist guy he's like all right we're on to you don't open the tent and he's all like bond villain all of a sudden no worse no not bond villain like saturday morning cartoon villain he's just like (laughs) don't you understand we weren't supposed to cure these diseases humanity needs this to survive we need to cut back on the population and this is the way we do it and i'm just like you have got to be kidding me like this guy is A sentence away from twirling a mustache. But somehow, he's able to overcome this super highly trained, beefy FBI guy enough to, like, attempt to get to the tent. But then out of nowhere... What's her name? Taylor Shaw. Taylor Shaw comes in. (laughs) Taylor Shaw's the shit out of this guy. And, like, (laughs) saves the day. And the disease is contained in the tent. And everyone's happy. The day is saved, thanks to the Powerpuff Girls. It's awesome, right? So so this was a good time, and I'm like, all right. Ah, it was a high-pressure situation. I'm enjoying myself. It's a good time. But like any good TV show, there's still an extra little bitty bit of twist at the end. So number one, we know um, what's her face, the lieutenant lady, the woman uh, in charge. Mayfair? She's up to some – yeah. Yeah, she's up to something because she's like having crazy secret meetings with some dude, whatever. I don't know. She's up to something. We don't trust her. But the important <laughs> thing is we're still trying to learn things about Taylor Shaw, right? Mm-hmm. So little girl from Growing Pains – scientist girl she (laughs) took the tooth from like the first episode or something and she had it like dna tested just for poops and giggles because why not try to learn more about her and it turns out that there's some sort of enzyme or protoplasm or something in her teeth that means that she was born in africa Okay, okay. So because this thing can only be it could only be found in the teeth of people that were born in Africa, not people that traveled there. In the teeth, she was born in Africa, and this is where I really lost it because the rationality for this being a big twist was the was like, you know, Beefhead, Big McLargehuge, whatever the heck his name is, going. <laughs> That's impossible. I was there the day they brought her home from the hospital. Okay, were you there when she was born? Do you know how long it took her to get home from the hospital? Do you know anything? No, you don't! It's clearly possible that she was born in Africa and then smuggled to America and then brought home and put into a house. It's- this isn't even a stretch of the imagination. But this guy's like, no, that's impossible. I was there when they brought her home from the hospital- that doesn't mean anything! That doesn't mean anything! Like, this is a cool plot twist. Like, the fact that she could, that she was born in Africa, this is an interesting thing, but it's so terribly written. Like, it's not that hard a loophole to close, and this guy's just standing there, dumb as a bag of cats, looking at this, the camera.
0: That's impossible. Like,
1: what you said doesn't make any sense. Stop being stupid.
0: You're stupid. See, this is when I wish that we weren't doing this via Skype, because that would have been my show with my dinner (laughs) okay (laughs) i would have then talked about the show on this podcast that i just watched which was chris
2: (laughs) he does get riled up i went and looked up what it was that we said on twitter and it was like the action and the plot and the premise of this show were all a
0: (laughs) oh that when you broke it down (laughs) yes (laughs) yes
2: the uh (laughs) <laughs> the details are a C. <laughs> the music cues are a D and the writing is an F. <laughs> Cause yeah, the, the music cues are super anvily. It's just like, holy crap, like <laughs> things that should not be dramatic. It's like dun dun <laughs>
0: like whoa. I calm want a cup down of show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but- I really think the writing is not an F though. I think the writing is more like a half-eaten chicken nugget. <laughs> no, no, chicken McNugget. It's a half-eaten chicken McNugget. That's the grade that I'm going to give the writing on the show. Uh, just the dialogue. Cause like the whole plot, she's interesting as heck. I love it. And what's her face? Um, uh, Lady Sif, she's, she's mad interesting. She's, she's fantastic. I, I mean, her personality isn't really being given a chance to flourish because it's like, I don't know, every time she meets somebody interesting, they die or, Uh, The writers use the wrong side of the crayon, and you can't understand what they're trying to say. Um, But, yeah, all in all, I like this show. It is fun. It is entertaining. I just, I really wish that, um, you know, Brock Chiselchest, or whatever the heck his name is, would become more interesting of a human being. And a few more little little band-aids would come and slap it on there. But, you know... Revolution had a similar problem, and Revolution found itself, and it was oh my amazing. God. Oh my god. So, R.I.P. Yes.
2: Revolution.
1: I have my, I have my hopes for this show, uh, breaking through, uh, to the other side. And that's what I have to say about Blind Spot. Damn good show. Continue to watch it. Just, uh, you know, tether, uh, not tether, temper the expectations.
2: Oh. <sighs>
0: I'm exhausted. Sorry, I know, me for a too. While. I'm like,
2: panting.
0: And I was just listening.
2: Exactly.
0: Oh, oh, Karen. Yes. Why, why don't we take this down a notch? <laughs> I can take it down a notch,
2: in fact. I can take it down several notches. She's going to be so heated about the Mindy Project.
0: <laughs> you guys will not even believe it. Oh, my God.
2: All right, so I mentioned Mindy Project in our first episode as something that I watch and something that I like and something that, at the time, I had seen the first episode that had aired on Hulu as a new, like, Hulu original, and I said it was good, and that was because I'd only seen the first one. Oh, no. (laughs) And in fairness, the first one, I mean, it was was a cute thing. It was sort of a concept kind of episode. They had, like, Mindy... Did one of these uh, like parallel dream universes where her husband was played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and it was pretty outstanding. But oh, oh my goodness, the pain! So it used to be a really kind of uh, funny, cute workplace comedy, right? About all these doctors that worked in a gynecologist's office, and Mindy Kaling was, you know, kind of a horrible person, but lovable horrible. If that makes sense. Um, and, uh, she, over the course of the seasons fell for, um, Danny, who's played by Chris Messina, who I love in other things. And I used to love him on this show and I don't know what happened. Um, and just so many things have gone wrong over the course of like last season and the beginning of this one. And I don't know why. Uh, she had, like as soon as she, and it, you know, it's a classic mistake for a TV show when you get these Get two characters together who have chemistry, and then they finally get together. If you don't handle it right, the show goes in the tank, and this is what happened. They've had the classic, like, uh, all the classic, like, stupid arguments between couples that don't listen to each other and don't, you know... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> expect that when they get together, they're going to turn into somebody else, I guess. But they're, they, you know, when you start dating somebody, they, they are the same person they were before you started dating. So I don't know why anybody ever expects that to be different. They did uh, a long distance thing where Mindy went to California to like study fertility for a little while. Okay. And um there was a whole thing where like she thought that he didn't believe that she could do it and so she was gonna prove him wrong but he believed in her he just was gonna miss her and oh my god have we seen all this before wow,
1: Then that's sounding really familiar
2: yeah and then she came back and she was like well i did all this stuff to you know like learn all this stuff about fertility so i'm gonna open a fertility practice in addition to staying and being a doctor at the place where she works so now she has a small business of the as you know small medical business in addition to being a doctor okay the which i please i don't think i have seen the fertility practice in like five episodes like i just don't even know what they're doing with it uh, uh, is, <laughs> and then is this
0: only on hulu
2: it is only on hulu now yes
0: so they they bought the rights of this movie from nbc or abc this year this is the first time it's only on hulu
2: yes it was okay. nbc canceled it i thought it was
0: fox wasn't fox.
2: fox it fox was fox fox mm. canceled it after four seasons and then hulu revived it
0: hmm. yeah. wow the one time someone should have listened to fox No.
2: <laughs> yeah um can i tr- can i trade this for a uh, firefly revival no unfortunately um, no Sadly, yeah. So and also in the middle of the last season, Mindy got pregnant, which is fine if that's what you're gonna do, but the actress herself didn't get pregnant, so they didn't have to do this storyline, so I'm kind of not sure why they did it because so
0: there's nothing it's, left to do.
2: It's made everything so bad. Everything is about Mindy and Danny and the baby and and blah. And it's not like it's not about the place where the people work anymore and all the you know there that's where all the fun comedy used to come from and it's 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 very sad there's um oh they had a great doctor last year that I liked um played by Adam Pally who was like kind of like a frat bro doctor but he he was lovable, and he kind of went through a character arc where he developed, you know, as a character, and we liked him, and then he developed so much he developed himself right off the show.
0: <laughs>
2: he's like, oh, you guys have taught me how to be a grown-up, and now I'm going to go off and be a grown-up and marry this woman I love. And it's like, oh, okay, bye. Aww. Miss you. Um And they he's been replaced with these two other characters. He's been replaced by a series of characters, none of which are, like, any good And they come and go, and I can't believe that there's this much turnover in like a high profile Manhattan doctor's office. (laughs) It's just, it's just really, really sad to me, and really, I don't know if I'm quite ready to give up, but this last episode was episode five. So when Hulu picked it up, they started, um, Really, they didn't do it like a Netflix binge where you just drop the whole season at once. Right. They're releasing one episode a week, which that model I kind of like because um that way, like, unlike a, where you drop a whole season, other people are going to get ahead of me. I know it. And then they're going to spoil me. This way, everybody's at the same pace, but you can choose to watch it whenever on that day that you want. And I think that that works really well for me. And and that's saying. really that's all that matters is if it works for me.
0: But, very true. <laughs> <There> <laughs> so was a this last over at Hulu, I, I don't. Yeah, know you know. and they were
2: like, yeah, I oh I had it bugged, <laughs> <laughs> and I had my my man on the inside to just you know nudge it Steve, in the way. Steve Hulu. <laughs> yeah, Steve Hulu. Oh, you know him too, huh?
1: I, do. I, do. <laughs> uh, I, I watched uh, the first couple episodes of this with you when it first. Aired, and, uh, I-, I wasn't in love with the show, but this, I have to say, is really disappointing because I, I dig Mindy Kaling, and I thought it was cool that she was d- doing what she was doing with her show. Um, and, man, hearing all this stuff, I sp- you know, this was paired with New Girl, and I feel mm-hmm. like New Girl went through a similar trope, but wound up handling it better because Nick and Jess broke up, which I thought was pretty cool. And, like, because usually they, if you do that thing where they have this will they won't they couple, they finally get together. And like, they did that on New Girl and then they turned out to just be a crappy couple and they broke up. And, and I, I liked the way that was going with that show. And I mean, you could tell from season one that, you know, that, that doctor dude was the one that she was gonna end up with. And. Man, this is disappointing, because I gotta say, like as much as I didn't enjoy the show, I do, uh, I, I do respect Mindy Kaling, and I'm sad to see that this is just circling the tank like that, but I hope that it can, I hope it can pull itself out of it. I really do, because um, it would be a shame if it couldn't.
2: It would be nice.
0: I, I, it's, it's odd to me that there's certain shows that Hulu, or even any other normal station, chooses to pick up after another station has canceled them. Like, there's a reason it's being canceled. It's not because they don't like you. It's because you're not making money.
2: I can't think that any, anything, like, any major example of that happening that I can think of where it's been good, like, the, like, revived season of Futurama wasn't that good, Um, I think.
0: uh, Oh, Jesus, there's money in the banana stand.
2: Uh, arrested development, that, that, that they, season was also supposed to be not that good right i haven't seen either they, of those they so i'm changed not changed
0: the 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 format of the show because they couldn't get the mm-hmm. whole cast together
2: right so they just so... did silly things to explain why people weren't there
0: i don't know i just don't I
1: get that i i i, th- I feel like th- i think the uh the the mindset behind it is that um so a lot of the the pro- uh, networks like fox and whatnot they still use the you know traditional ratings as opposed to you know what people are actually watching because of like the internet and whatnot. And so like a show like Mindy Project had a ton of viewers and uh, a a big fan base, but it wasn't getting the rating like traditional ratings um that Fox was looking for. So they canceled it. And then the folks at Hulu saw the opportunity like there's an opportunity here to to continue this this show the way it should be going. And I I can't really fault Hulu for the writing then taking a turn. You know, because they, they were giving an, an actual audience a continuation of what they wanted, uh, where Fox was ready to pull the plug on it. So I, I see the mindset behind something like that, but it's, it's a shame that it hasn't worked out that well. I mean, clearly Fox, you know, they brought back Family Guy, which was a great idea for them because that has made them so much money. Bajillions. Bajillions of dollars. And, but, you know there's there's other situations where it it hasn't really panned out for things coming back like you were saying with rest of development like I am genuinely terrified that Gilmore girls is going to suck. I'm happy that it's coming back, but it's been a while and um you know I, I be... another
0: thing that's coming up now with a lot of uh you know stations is uh the reimagining of older television shows which kind of huh. baffles me like I just heard that they're Re-, re-, re rebooting MacGyver, Aww. yeah, yeah, okay, and and it's not gonna be MacGyver. It's going to be th- how MacGyver became MacGyver. So we're hmm. le- like allegedly watching a twenty-something-year-old learn how to make things with paper clips.
1: Oh,
0: well, that sounds interesting. that's boring. So I mean, it, I
1: mean, sometimes reboots like that work. Like, remember, I I remember really loving Dragnet. Uh, they brought back Dragnet starring Ed O'Neill, and it was freaking great. But nobody yeah, watched it. But that was, uh, yeah. That was a while ago. Yeah. But you know, sometimes that kind of stuff can work. Sometimes you can take, like, apparently the new version of Hawaii Five O. I was gonna was
2: say there. that. Yeah. yeah, that seems to be doing really well, and good yeah. for Daniel D. Kim for having a job. <laughs> Yay! <Yeah. laughs>
1: exactly. Sometimes that kind of thing can be reimagined. Like older things can be reimagined and redone in good ways. I mean, look at the new Ninja Turtles cartoon. For Christ's sake! Oh, they, they that's, took.
0: That's different, though. That's an animated series that is trying to appeal to to children and those that have the nostalgia and that's way easier than trying to reboot fucking Knight Rider When <laughs> like Knight Rider was a car and a guy that had uh, uh, from my understanding, you know, a, a hairless chest. Like that's it's <laughs> not now. That's no, it should be it's doing not.
1: that. Now. And, and, and I guess that's the thing is if you're going to reboot something, you've got to you've got to be really smart about the way you're, you have to have something to add to it. Like that bionic woman show that didn't. That that could have been really cool. That could have been extremely interesting. But it wasn't written well, so it tanked and went away. Like if you have something new to offer something like, and you're you're going to reboot something and have something new to offer it, which I think, I think that's why I again to draw the parallel with the Ninja Turtles, I think it's why I like that new cartoon so much, is because they had something new to offer it that wasn't terrible, and uh, it, it, and that and that's why it worked. Um, and so many other things don't because, uh, they'll reboot something like, I don't know, heroes, uh, and <laughs> not have anything really new and interesting to add to it. Uh, they're just doing it because I don't know, it's been a while and we're out of ideas. It's,
0: there's nothing new left to make. So they just start recycling. I,
2: I, I'll say this is makes me very nervous for the X-Files. Uh,
1: That's
0: made me nervous since day one. That's, that was a weird idea. X-Files, Although- Twin Peaks. I mean, I'm kind of, sh- I'm, very- I'm kinda shocked at how popular Fargo is. Like, Fargo's it's really good.
2: <laughs> and Fargo is something completely different from the movie. Like, it's in the same universe, but it's not. There's nothing else to do with it.
1: Right. Yeah. None of the same characters. None of the same plot. Um, I'm only I actually just started that recently. I'm only a couple episodes
0: in, but it's really good. Good. Old. Maybe I'll check it out. Uh, so, a uh, 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 thumbs down so far.
2: So far, it could be... I mean, this latest episode, they, like, took everything away, and it was just, like, just Danny and Morgan. It was the Danny and Morgan show for some reason, and they had a whole road trip episode. Out of nowhere, he's got a newborn baby at home. And you remember having a newborn baby, Chris, and you had to leave and go away for, like, what, five days? And that was not fun for you. But he had this whole stupid, like... They're like, oh, uh, my! He the last episode they said, oh, his dad had a heart attack. He's got to go take care of his dad. That's fine. You know, you got to leave town and do what you got to do. But on the way to go take care of his dad, he like made a stop in Oklahoma to meet his secret kid that he just found out about it, which turned out to be a fraud completely. And they wasted an entire episode on something really stupid. And all I can think the whole time is like, doesn't he miss his kid? Isn't he pissed off? And that was like nowhere in it there was like just no reality there
1: i mean let me put this into perspective i left when I, like, when john was really young the reason i left was to go work for nintendo and that was really important to you that was important and insane and i had a blast doing it but i missed him every single day
2: they every had day. one phone call in the episode He was like, oh, let me talk to the baby. And he talked to the baby for like 30 seconds. And that was the only mention of it in the whole episode. And then the rest of the time, he was having his time wasted. He was being lied to. He was being jerked around and just nothing. And at the end of it, he was like, you know what? These people lied to me, but the kid got a raw deal in life. And so that's why he they lied and said I was the dad. So I'm going to be nice to him and show up at his birthday party and show all his friends that he has a dad, even though I'm not his dad. And I'm like, what? what about your actual kid? What are you doing?
1: You should see my face right now. Um
2: like, Yeah, I I like if I had more time, I would tell you guys all the things that happened in the episode, and you could tell me at which point you would be out, and I probably wouldn't have to get very far down the list.
1: I'd already be out. That sounds ridiculous.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, well, like I said, I hope that works out a little bit better for you. Um so I guess it's my turn. Uh I'm going to do this slightly differently because the reason I wanted to talk about this show is because I watched another show and it led me down this rabbit hole of a, of a thought experiment. But what I wanted to do was bring up the, the, the gem that is Happy Days. Uh, Happy Days is a show that was on television for 11 years. Um, actually for 11 seasons, it was on from 1974 to 1984, which was only, you know, 10 years on air but it it squeezed out 11 seasons um it started as a love and tell like i don't want to call it a skit but it it was it was a a, it was one episode teleplay uh on love american style which is an older show but that's besides the point Uh, the the show is set in milwaukee wisconsin and, and it's about uh richie cunningham And his father and his, the rest of his family and they own a, like a hardware store and like it's just like Americana at its finest. Um, of course, there's a ridiculous cast of characters, Ralph Mouth and uh, I mean, like Fonzie, like who has been in the, the, the lexicon of American, American culture since 1974. He is the epitome of cool. He has always been the epitome of cool. And I think to this day, Henry Winkler has been playing off that coolness factor because he's kind of like a small, squirrely guy. Uh, but seeing as he was the Fonzie, he has been with us and popular, you know, for, for 40 years. He has had prominent roles in multitude of movies and television shows. So this this show did so much for American television and American movies that it it, it it it's it's like something like it has never happened again, and nor do I feel it ever will. Whether you like the show or not, it it doesn't matter because there is something either from that show that you know or that another show that you have watched. It has spawned like seven different series off of it that. So, like, something as simple as, you know, when everybody grew up, and then there was Joni, who is the younger sister, and Chachi, who is the Fonz's cousin, you know, they get together, and and all of a sudden they had their own spinoff, Joni Loves Chachi. Like, that was a show, it may have not lasted as long, but it was a show that came out of it. Um, another, like, another show that came out of that was Laverne and Shirley. It's another show that had multitude of seasons, A, a fan base that was, Rabid for it. it, it it's it's another showing of how good the writing was and how how well thought out for just a silly stupid comedy that it was, it it stuck with us and 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 it stuck with you know popular culture for a very long time. Um, the reason I fell down this rabbit hole is I was watching a, a PBS documentary about Robin Williams, and. It showed, you know, like it went on and on about his current, you know, career path or you know his more modern career path and the movies and the you know the comedy specials, but that all started because of a bit part on Happy Days as Mork. Mork from work for, like he was on the show for two episodes, if I'm not mistaken. Um, in the original airing of the shows, they actually like. Made it that he never actually existed. That it was just a, like a fever dream of Fonzies. But because he became so popular, they, like, in the the, the re-release of, of the show when it went to syndication, they retconned that, that portion out of it. And they actually showed Robin Williams interacting with Richie and the, and Fonz and erasing their memory and then traveling through time to modern day so that he could be in his show. Like, that's a, that, that's leaps and bounds ahead of anything else that, that was on television. It it's is what... worth
1: pointing out that Happy Days is where the term jumping the shark comes
0: from. Yes, because the Fonz literally jumped a shark in one of the episodes. It, this, it's, whether you believe it or not, whether you see it, something from this show has touched your life. I sat and watched this, this Robin Williams documentary for like 45 minutes to an hour. And I recognized every bit and piece of his career and whatnot. And the stuff that tickled me the most was the silliness of his, his experiences on happy days. And then I, I continued further and watched the interaction of that cast with each other, you know, getting to see the, like the outtakes and the, and the spoof reels of whatnot. Like they were literally a family on that show. And they were portraying the, the perfect family in the 1950s and the 1960s. Uh, it, the way the show laid out was it was supposed to last 11 years, and those 11 years were from the time of 1950 to 1961. So they, it, they tried to keep it, you know, time relative. Uh, characters got married, uh, children were born, military services, you know, started, ended. The... There was a brother on that show that only showed up for one, well, he was only really talked about for one season because you you really only saw his legs. Richie had a brother, an older brother who lived upstairs. Hmm. You know, I mean, like those are the things that people comment on and, and have, have hit our, our, you know, pop culture brain that, you know, if they were to make a pop of, of happy days, there would be a brother leg pop. Like, right next to, you know, the Fonzie and his A or the, 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 it's, it's amazing how deep this show goes into our culture. You know, the jack, Fonzie's jacket is in the Smithsonian. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a, it's a piece of clothing that he didn't even wear in the first season because leather was too badass.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah,
0: Think it about is. It is still too badass. <laughs> He used to wear a a dungaree jacket to make him seem, you know, nicer. And it's when, when taking a step back, because I hadn't seen Happy Days in like a decade, and that was because I happened to catch like a re-release of like a thirty-year anniversary, you know, everybody getting together and laughing and having a good time. The shows were funny. They're they 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 are not. They're timely, I guess. Maybe not. Is that not the word? They're they're dated.
2: Dated. Okay,
0: is is the word I'm looking for. But if you look at it as if you're watching a show from the 50s, it's perfect. It shows the, the the family unit as it was in the 50s. It it shows the 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 interaction between the the younger generation and their respective parents, who learned and 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 grew. Right alongside their, their, their respective counterparts, because the parents learn from the kids, the kids learn from the parents. Fonz was only there to sort of teach lessons. Really, I mean, he was a problem solver, because like, he had a magical fist that could make things work or not work. But it had, the formula for happy days has been repeated over and over and over again. Um, stuff like, you know, the, Brady Bunch. That's a family unit show. That that that's that's a direct ripoff of of Happy Days. It's a show that doesn't get enough credit anymore. And when we look at you know modern day television and we see stuff like I'm sorry to you know throw this out there but the Mindy Project, and we see stuff rehashed like Limitless, which is a show that I watched this week, which is very entertaining, but it's not an original idea anymore. Like they don't do this, this sort of television anymore because it's, it's hokey. You know, nobody wants to learn a lesson. They want to be Mm. entertained, show something exploding, whatnot. And every episode of a live action show back in, you know, the seventies, you had to learn something. There was a reason for people being on stage. It's, it's a shame. I feel, I feel disheartened when I look at the, you know, the channel listings and I see the same things regurgitated over and over again. And they can't get the formula right that this show did in 1974. So that's, that's my little spiel on, on happy days. The, the, the show itself is definitely absolutely worth a watch. You, you, you get some nostalgia points for recognizing the multitude of people that have showed up in this show is ridiculous. I mean, you have Ron Howard. Who is, you know, a famous director now. One of the best directors ever. Uh, characters like, or actors like Henry Winkler, uh, Don Most, uh, Scott freaking Bayo made his <laughs> debut on, 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 you know, Happy Days. The, the, the people that were on that show did their jobs so well that they were able to continue and still be recognized and still be, be talked about today. Um, they had guest stars like Hank Aaron was on the show. Uh, Joyce Brothers, Dr. Joyce Brothers. You remember her? The little, the little, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Morgan Fairchild, Tom Hanks made an appearance on the show. Good but old Hanksy. It, every, everybody who was famous or wanted to be famous or was going to be famous appeared on the show it's a shame that it doesn't happen anymore you don't get that anymore in modern television
2: yeah i can't think of a modern day analog there really isn't anything that's just you know anyone who's anyone
0: is on it and unfortunately the closest thing and i I actually thought about the closest thing we get to that now is something like saturday night live yeah and well i mean the muppets (laughs) okay how many episodes are we in? Four, five. Yeah. Okay. So I'll ten give e- you That
2: ten years to go. <laughs>
1: it's, got, it's, it's got its work cut out for it, but, you know. It does, but but it, that that's also kind of a throwback to, you know, a different era of television.
0: Yeah, and that's why I'm I'm hopeful for shows like that because it it especially something like The Muppets. It it's drawing off of my nostalgia for it, plus giving me something that I don't normally see any uh, uh, very commonly anymore you know that 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 variety show or whatever you know whatever they're coining it as now i I want to see something new or I want to see something done properly and it hasn't you know it hasn't been done as well in a long time as they did it on 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 happy day
2: no so. I mean think about what's the most popular family sitcom right now. Modern family? Yes. Yeah. And that's totally- A
0: supremely dysfunctional family associating with each other.
2: Yeah. And I mean, that's it's a different animal too, because that's exactly what it says on the tin. It's a modern family. Right. So it's contemporary for our time, but it's not the same type of family structure that you're talking about. Maybe that's what they were going for in a way, but they definitely haven't captured it. If if that was their goal, it
0: it it seems that today's family show is there's always something wrong with the family, and this is where we get the funny out of it. Uh, you know what? Uh, what you you just made comment about it on um Al Bundy, the Bundys,
2: mm-hmm. married know,
0: with children, married with children. That was that was a family show. Something there's always something wrong with someone in that show. You know, someone's you know an idiot. Someone's a pervert. Someone's an asshole. <laughs> something though, it, it's it's not that they're all bonding and getting together and helping each other out. They they, they steadily making fun of each other the entire episode. And I don't know. Maybe it's because you know I feel you know like wanting something different, but yet the comfort of something familiar. But I, I don't get that now. I have to constantly update what what I'm looking for or what I'm okay with. Because it's not; it, they're always trying something new and trying to reinvent the wheel when this wheel has been rolling since the first TV turned on, you know. Mm-hmm. So I want a, a callback to to the yesteryear to see a little bit more of that that family unit, that that heartwarming stuff, as opposed to the Shock and awe, the explosions, the violence, the, 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 oh my god, that is the most perverted joke I've ever heard that's hysterical. Maybe it's just me. I might be the lone one here, but.
2: I think there's a place for it. I just don't think that, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they don't know how to do it. They haven't figured out how to do it. Yeah, I mean, it kind
1: of harkens back to my complaints about the, uh, the new Muppet show is that. There's a way to be funny without being rude. Um, and Muppets have done it many times, including in recent movies. Like, there's, there is a way to be legitimately funny without being, you know, all manners are screwed up. Like, that's kind of what I guess a lot of people. All right, let's see. Let's, let, let's see if I'm uh, sticking my head up my ass on this one. Um, <laughs> divorce rates and everything. Uh, right. the people that have, everybody that's writing now went through broken homes so okay. that's what the that's what everyone's current view of what a a family is you know what I mean like a family that you know a, a couple that gets married and stays together and doesn't have like affairs or any other wacky stuff like that that is foreign to a lot of the people that are writers now so i mean maybe that's a symptom and maybe if Th- more things in society change uh, and, and you know, maybe the marriage rates aren't, uh, the divorce rate isn't so high, then maybe at some point we'll start to see more uh, families that aren't screwed up or something like that. I don't know, I think it, it might just be a trend. Um, it's definitely indicative of our society in general. Like This is the stuff that people find funny. Um, which is, but,
0: which I which I understand, but television was supposed to be a reprieve. From real life.
1: Nah, I, I I completely agree. I mean, look at the stuff that I watch. I mean, I it's 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 a kind of a different animal, but most of the stuff I watch is and even like the, the video games I play are all based on on the fantastic. I don't like to escape into something that seems too real. Right. Um so I, I totally get where you're coming from. Like TV can and can be that kind of a reprieve. And nothing against Modern Family. I think it's a fantastic and hilarious show, but it, it would be nice to not have a family on TV that's remarkably screwed up. I don't know.
2: Have either of you guys uh, checked out the Jim Gaffigan show on TV Land?
0: Can't say that I have. Well, I, no. Do you even was, know he had a show? No. I. I he was on a show where he, he played the brother.
2: No, this is not what I'm talking about. Okay. This uh, came on this summer, I think. Um, at, I haven't seen it either, but... From what I've read about it, it's uh, it's him and his family, his wife, and I think he's got four or five kids, right? Uh, and he, you know, he's playing a version of himself, and they all live together in New York, and they're supposedly one big happy family. And it's you know, this the show is about how the family deals with his career as a comic and all this stuff. But uh, I mean, knowing Jim Gaffigan's comedy and how it's you know pretty pretty clean, mm-hmm. um, I think that that might have the potential to capture some of what you're hoping to see Evan.
0: And, and so. it's not so much. I'm, I, w- I want to be blinded to, to the real world. Like I, you know, I understand it's just that I don't want to have to think too hard to find the positive. Mm-hmm. You know what you I know,
1: mean? Um, another thing that might be worth pointing out, and this is definitely outside my purview, but, uh, another show that's been extremely popular lately is girl meets world. um, and that is about two characters that were on a TV show that were like high school sweethearts who got married and had a kid. And it's like, I mean, it's, it kind of harkens back to what we we're talking about with original ideas. But it is a relative, I mean, from what I've come to understand, a wholesome family thing that people our age seem to be enjoying.
0: But it, it's um, because they're pulling off of that love that a lot of us had for Boy Meets World. Yeah. And, which I, I missed. Okay. And, which is fine. It wasn't for everybody, but like, I watched every episode of Boy Meets World. Like, that was, that, you know, it was the, 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 the Cunninghams. It was the, 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 the Michael J. Fox show. What was that show where? Family ties. Family ties. Like, those shows, you know, they, it's, there's a formula for it. And, you know, this girl meets world is that formula. You know, it's just modernized and, it can be done. Um, I, unf- I unfortunately, I watched the, the girl meets world. To, well, I try I attempted to. And it wasn't geared towards us. Like it wasn't writing wise and like that. It's for children. Like it, there was nothing in there for adults. So this is a show that a, an adult will drop a kid in front of to watch while they go do something else. It's not yeah, like yeah. SpongeBob where you could sit down and the parent will get one of the jokes and then the kid gets the other joke. So. It is what it is. I, I appreciate the, the the valiant effort in trying to get back to that place where, you know, television originated from. But, uh, yeah, I just felt like trying to give a little spotlight to a show that hasn't had a spotlight in probably 20 years.
1: Well, thanks. You're welcome.
0: I feel sad now. Thank God we have a funny show to talk about after the break. We certainly do. Alright, yeah, let's take a break and get out Evan these, some uh, happy pills. <laughs> check out these stories from our sponsors. <laughs> it was an odd week for the Paper Cuts crew. People were in the wind. There was fire, death, and minotaurs. Something happened. Someone broke through the battles and talked about Superman. Who is that someone and what truly happened to the regular crew? Find out on Paper Cuts issue 55.1 short stories featuring Chris Randazzo.
1: Kikade's 31 Days of Halloween has been full of horror and terror. But what of those of us who maybe don't like buckets of blood and jump scares, but still enjoy the heck out of Halloween? Karen Randazzo provided us with a list of some great TV episodes to watch without scaring your pants off. Don't miss 31 Days of Halloween, TV Guide of Terror.
2: Into the Vault is back, and this time Chris comes out with a true horror. Bubsy in Claws Encounters of the Third Kind for Sega Genesis. Sure, Bubsy is a legendarily awful character, but could there be more treasures in this box than just a cartridge? What could possibly go wrong? Find out in a very special episode dedicated to Dean DeFalco. Into the Vault, Episode 13, Bubsy the Game.
0: On Apathetic Enthusiasm, Brandon and Travis may be miles away, but their bond can cross oceans. With the power of Rock Band 4, they reunite to make beautiful music together. And afterwards, they go mining for stories. Don't miss all the action and friendship in Apathetic Enthusiasm Episode 36. Rockin' the Credit.
1: You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now
0: at Geekave.com. And we're back. Thank you for listening to the commercials and not fast-forwarding. Okay, people. It's time for the big talk. Uh, I don't know who came up with this one, but kudos because Grinder was so entertaining.
1: Ah, isn't it great?
0: I mean, Rob Lowe Or is, is it? <laughs> or is it? <laughs> or is it? <laughs> um, okay, so we're talking about the Grinder. It's a comedy family... What did, what did we call this? It was a, a sitcom which I don't think we've spoken about many sitcoms. Uh it's about a guy who's an actor. Actor's name is Dean. He was a he was on a television show where he played a lawyer by the name of Grinder. That character is played by Rob Lowe, who was in essence playing a spoof of Rob Lowe. He's not stretching very far, which is fine. Uh his show gets canceled. He needs to move back home or he's choosing to move back home. I wasn't really 100% clear on that. But when he moves back home, his brother, played by Fred Savage, is an actual lawyer. And his father is an actual lawyer. They have a family law firm. And he, for some reason, feels that his uh, um, (laughs) acting expertise in this show for so long has made him a viable candidate to move into the family law firm. Mayhem ensues. I, I mean, I find the show hysterical. Like, there are, there are points in there where I'm lit, like, the interactions between the brothers are, are perfect. The, the long hugs, the, 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 or is it? I can't argue with that. It's an unarguable point. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Fred Savage.
2: I feel so bad for that character because it's it's that's like me. I'm like, what do you mean? You're making no sense. But everybody else agrees with the grinder and it's like, ah.
0: I mean, there, that, that one episode where he kept saying, or is it? And then. Savage says it to his wife, and she's like, okay, we're done. And she walks away and goes, you see, you can't argue with that. <laughs> but what if it wasn't? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what if it wasn't? Um, I mean, the show is great. It's, it's a, uh, you know, I, I, as I like to call a, a monster of the week type show, every week there's a different court case that, you know, Roblo or, or Dean feels very strongly about because the case finds him they don't go looking for the case it finds them and you know he does something ridiculous and of course they o- seem to always come out on top i don't think i've seen him lose a case yet and it's been what five episodes or so um i think it's been three really has it only been three it feels like longer there was a mole
2: which, oh god the oh mole
0: my god that was so he was so sure <laughs> Like, uh, apparently this woman that worked for another law firm comes over to their their side because she didn't like working for the men that she was working for. And immediately something goes sideways because they learn information that no one else could know. So Rob Lowe feels that there is a mole in the midst, then it's her. And it turns out it's the idiot that works with them. Real sweet guy. Real big fan of of Dean Sanders from The Grinder. He just keeps getting drunk at a bar and they are overtly listening to him and the, the, the bartender's like, all right, listen, you seem like a nice guy. I'm not giving you the, all of these drinks. It's those two guys over there purposely trying to get you drunk so that you just yammer, yammer, yammer. And he's like, hi! Love you guys!
2: <laughs> the scene with him and Fred Savage when he's like, all you have to do is tell Dean that you, or not tell Dean that I know. And yeah, the two know. of them back and, and forth for like know. five minutes. <laughs> I mean, we've seen that joke before, but for some reason this time it was just.
0: <laughs> My favorite part of that line is, I get it. I'm not going to say it back to you, but I get it.
2: <laughs> I'm going to say it as if I were you, but then it changes the pronouns. <laughs> like that's, that's what makes the show great. I think is that they like, they do those jokes that you've seen before, but they also work into that. Why the joke, like the tire joke, like doesn't work or why it's silly or, you know, they just add a little extra onto it to make it even funnier.
0: And, I don't know how you guys feel about the father, but I, like, he shows up so rarely, but he is that guy that takes the bag of cats and shakes it up and then lets them all out (laughs) and then goes away.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's hes just this great pot stir that's just (laughs) waiting on the wind any minute he's just going to show up and say something that's going to instigate some sort of problem or just point out something that happened and then move on
0: it's most of the time it's like so Dean how do you feel about the situation to the demise of Fred Savage's character where he his head just about every episode looks like it's going to explode he's like you're an actor there's absolutely no reason for you to be here (laughs)
1: Yeah, I like how Fred Savage is this this constant voice of reason. Like he just keeps pointing out does doesn't anybody else realize that this is absolutely insane? This man has no law degree, and he is attempting to practice law, and everyone just goes along with it. And Fred <laughs> Savage is like, "You did, did, this, did, No, no, just no."
0: Okay, um, I'm pretty sure it was the first episode, and Rob Lowe shows up at court. The 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 judge at the female judge and she's like wow she's wooed i'm not even gonna say wow she's wooed she's loving him but the other lawyer who's like um i have like a million objections where would you like me to start first of all that yeah he's not a lawyer
2: (laughs) (laughs) that uh opposing counsel that episode was played by kumail nanjani if you don't know who he is you go look him up because he's amazing
0: He's on uh, that computer, what's that computer show? He's on Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley, yes. Yeah, and he he's has a, really a podcast as well. Uh, Several
2: podcasts, actually.
0: Yes. He is, I mean, and it, those are the, like, the the straight-laced other female lawyer that shows up in the last episode mm-hmm. or two. She's great. She's a great straight man or mm-hmm. straight woman. Because she does not take, he's like, she has to be the mole because she won't sleep with me. She won't sleep with me. That's <laughs> his, like, on. highest
2: logic. It makes sense. It adds up.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can't remember who said this, but thank you. I appreciate it. I really enjoyed this show. Um, I, I, I don't know how long it's going to last, though. Like, it's, it, I feel like whilst it's on, I'm going to really enjoy it. And then when it's taken away from me, I'm going to be upset, but I don't. I don't think, know. I don't, I don't. Fox is. <laughs> it's true, it is Fox.
2: Fox has been going pretty strong with these oddball comedies. They started with like New Girl, and New Girl was a smash hit. And now they've got Last Man on Earth, which is like, I I mean, it's not my cup of tea, but it is completely off the wall. And and now this Grinder, I you know, I think they got something.
0: And, and they have the the perfect cast. I mean, the wife is phenomenal because. <laughs> She plays off of uh Fred Savage so well. Like, she'll mm-hmm. say something so belittling or so hurtful, but then she acts all cute, and he's like, yeah, I know you're acting cute, but it's not... Yeah, it's working. Yeah, all right, I forgive you. <laughs> like, she's adorable. And their son... I don't know where this kid has been, but he is phenomenal. Like, the the episode where the... Football players taking advantage of oh, yeah. the son so that he could be there with the uh, the older daughter or his older sister. That kid, the the football player, he's a douchebag, mm-hmm. and he it like rivals the best douchebag, and he's like fifteen, maybe sixteen years old. It the casting is phenomenal on the show as well.
2: Yeah, the cast really really sells it. So. And I think the other thing is that they do well is not take themselves too seriously. I, I think it was the second episode where they were, they start out, it seems like they always start out the episode by watching an episode of The Grinder. And they're, they're watching like whatever it was the second episode of The Grinder and saying, Yes. Wow, that was a great second episode. <laughs> well, you know, right, you know, right after the pilot, you gotta follow it up with something great so that people know you're serious. <laughs> and this is the dialogue in the show right. about the show, but also
0: about the show. I do, I, I do hope that they continue <laughs> with the tie-in to Ray Donovan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Guy? Have... That's Ray Donovan.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I could swear it was gonna be the dad who erased the DVR episode, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: but it wasn't. Awesome. We won't spoil it. <laughs> So I just did a little bit of a looking up, and apparently the show is not doing well. Um, it is uh, it is getting pretty not-so-great ratings. It uh, started at a 1.5, then dropped to 1.0, and uh, bottomed out at 0. 0.9 mm-hmm. uh, ratings. But Fox ordered six more scripts for It and Grandfathered, which is also not performing extraordinarily well. And uh, apparently that means pretty good things, because Fox doesn't have a lot going on with comedies right now. So, okay. um, we'll probably see it at least get a full season, uh, full season run, which is kind of sad, uh, that this show isn't doing better. I hope it kind of picks up some steam. I hope somebody starts talking about it besides us, uh, cause the show deserves it. It's great. Um, it is, uh, just on in the interest of things being funny. Um, uh, Heroes Reborn uh, is performing much worse than NBC could <laughs> <I had laughs> possibly imagine. And uh, how happy it's... are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I wanted this show to be good and I you know I haven't watched the most recent episode yet, but you know, whatever. Okay. It's gonna finish its run no matter what, because it it's yeah. done. You know, it had a beginning, middle, and end. Um it's just it bottomed out at like a one point one rating, which is a lot lower than NBC was hoping. Um unfortunately Muppets isn't doing too well either. Uh Muppets dropped down to like a one point three rating after starting really high at a two point nine. Um But uh uh blind spot's doing great uh full season order by nbc uh it's chilling up at a 2.5 rating like and that's it's that's pretty much its bottom so go blind spot yeah
0: good show good show
1: and that dr ken show i heard which was absolutely oh my
2: god that got ordered a full season
1: did it yeah that's yeah performing quite well and i heard it was unfathomably awful
2: because america is terrible sorry america (laughs)
0: <laughs> america big terrible. fan of the show <laughs> our apologies to you if you
2: watch dr ken uh, uh i don't know
0: you're you're the terrorist you're the problem <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a shame because that looked like swill by the commercials mm. um i i know the show that looks very entertaining is that grandfathered one i don't know it just seems, you know, the hot, the hot guy it, all of a sudden is a grandfather. Where does that mayhem go? Um, I didn't see anything but a single billboard for for the grinder. Yeah, like for me, not it came really out of nowhere. promoted extremely well.
2: I think it has internet buzz, but I don't think it has any like official support. Which
0: is a shame. If you're gonna spend the money on putting on a television show, fucking promote it. Do something, especially the entertaining stuff, the the decent stuff. Not that
2: it seems that, you know, more shows, like, you know, they they're just have trouble making comedies that last. Mm. There's Since the, like, death of the Thursday NBC musty TV, there's just not a solid showing in sitcoms anymore.
1: Yeah, we were really happy to find a half-hour comedy that we dig, like, because... We're gonna run out of Parks and Rec eventually, you know, we're getting close to where I started watching it to begin with, so we're gonna start seeing episodes I've already seen, because that's what we're rewatching to fill our, uh, half-hour comedy time at the moment, besides the shows that we don't watch together. Okay. Uh, and now we have The Grinder, which makes me really happy, because sometimes you don't have an hour to dedicate to uh, TV. Sometimes you do, and you get to fit the uh, most recent episode of The Walking Dead in before you record your podcast, and it's freaking awesome! Holy and, um, crap! <laughs> uh, most times, we don't.
0: <laughs> Alright, uh, so, recap. Blind spot, Two thumbs, three thumbs up. Yay. Uh, Mindy Project.
2: Mm, thumbs down, but not all
0: the way down. Hef, hopeful. Happy uh, hope, down. Hope,
2: hopeful for a resurgence, resurge. Surgeons, resurgence. I don't know. Words.
0: Happy days. Check it. Do yourself a favor. Hey. Get some history, you savages. The grinder. Three thumbs up.
2: Absolutely. A couple of toes Absolutely. as
0: well. And that's it, peeps. We made it through another episode. Uh... Thank you all for listening. Chris, give us the deets. The deets. uh, The D E double ts That's
1: debts. I can't spell. Once again, you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we may or may not inhabit. You can like us on Facebook. Find us on Instagram, at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. Follow us on Twitter, at the underscore Geekade. Find us individually on Twitter, me at... uh, Ugh at geekade chris that's k-r-i-s evan at geekade underscore evan karen at
2: shoot underscore the underscore moon
1: If you're interested in any more information about anything we discussed tonight, please be sure to check out the show notes, and while you're at it, also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on the iTunes, or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review, because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com, where we post something new every single day.
0: Thank you so much, Chris. Listen, people, I want you all to know that Chris puts a lot of time and effort into the pictures that we post... (laughs) With the, the, the episodes, um, the love and the attention that goes into those, please let Chris know how you feel about them. I mean, last, last week's Magneto helmet covered everybody. Tickle helmets for everybody. Tickle helmets for everyone. It was awesome. Um, I want you to know I appreciate it. And everyone out there, thank you so much for listening. And, uh, we'll catch you next week. And this concludes our broadcast day.